Hey, you're listening to the Abide Podcast. To find out more about Abide, go to AbideChurchFL.com and enjoy today's message. Hey there, thanks so much for joining us. Whether you're joining us live or you're catching this later, we're excited that you're here with us. We have a message for you today and we're really excited to talk to you about it. We're actually excited that we're both here with yeah. you. Um, it's always fun that we get to do this together. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. You know, I saw something this week that said, with all the prophetic conferences of 2019, how come none of the prophets saw this coming? Right. And I just thought, so <laughs> yeah. so true. Come, could you guys not give us some warning? Right. No, but we're, we're taking this time and we're considering it a joy that the Lord is using this time for us to be together as a family. And we're excited that we're going to get to dive into the word. So today we wanted to talk to you guys about perspective and how perspective is everything. You know, what you fix your eyes on, you can become, and how when you when you behold something, you become that something. And so how sometimes you need a change in perspective. So this morning we're gonna open up our Bibles to Numbers 13. So go ahead and open up the word of God with us. Yeah, we've been talking a little bit about perspective and, and Kara from our church gave a really good word on changing our perspective and how we look at things as we go through situations and when when things come at us, how we respond to those things. And I feel like right now in the midst of everything that's happening, we have a great opportunity to fix our eyes on Jesus. Oh, yeah. And to, like, when the Bible says, count it all joy, I believe she's going to read it, for us to really live that out and understand that we have an opportunity right now. We don't believe that God brought this about. No, we don't, we not don't, at all. We don't believe, but, but we, we do know, what we do know is that God can use all things. Mm-hmm. And so we see this almost as, as a redeeming of the time, where we've been robbed of some things like family and of slowing down and of enjoying God in the season. God is, he's giving us the opportunity now in the midst of this to kind of enjoy family, right? Why don't you read that scripture? I really want you to read that. Yeah, let's James go. One. Let's go to James 1 if you don't mind. Just open up your Bibles with us to James 1. Sorry yeah. for changing that on you. In James 1, it says this. It says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, consider an opportunity yeah. for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, yeah. your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. So So good. Yeah, it's so good. And I love that perfect and complete lacking nothing. And I feel like in this season, we see that trials, that difficulties, what they produce, if we give that to God, if we come to him with those things, is it produces in us this perfect, complete, this area of our lives where we're lacking nothing. And I feel like right now, we talked last week about Joshua 6, about stepping into promise, and we want to continue to capitalize on that, because we're not here to talk about COVID-19. No. We're not here to talk about what the enemy's doing on the earth. We want to fix our eyes on what God is doing right now. And so we've made this declaration as a church, right, babe? We made, the declaration is, we don't live in reaction to what the devil's doing. Yeah. We live in response to God. So good. So it would be really easy for us to get caught up in everything that's happening around us. And we know that some people are dealing with financial struggles and some are dealing with this issue. And how do we, how do we manage kids at home? All of these things. And it would be easy for us to get caught up in that. But I feel that the opportunity for us now, like you just read in James, in these, in these difficult times is for us to live in response to what God is saying. And I think the danger of not living in response to what God is saying or in living in reaction to the enemy is we lose out on, on what God is trying to do in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we lose perspective on, on what God is trying to do in this season and how we should be responding to this season. 
So that brings us to the text today in Numbers 13. And I want to read this because I feel like it's pertinent for us today and in what we're walking in society right now. And what we find in Numbers 13 is you find the people of Israel and they're walking towards promise. And so you read Exodus, you see that they were delivered from, from the hand of Pharaoh in Egypt. And God does all these amazing things, right? They see the hand of God. They, they see fire falling from sky. They see plagues and they see the, like the toughest um, government, governmental army, you know, whatever you want to call it, structure of that time, they're literally shaken by the power of God. And so for them, God was not theory, right? They saw God. They saw him. They saw him work and they saw his power. Um, They walk up to the Red Sea. They're being followed by this army. God splits the seas and they walk through dry ground. So just to put it into context, these are, this is the, the, the God that they saw. It wasn't a God that they read about. It was a God that they had experienced. Mm. And so God says to Moses, I want you to send 12 spies out, right? 12, 12 men, one man from every clan to go spy out the land. And so for 12 men, one from every clan was sent out into the land that God had promised them. Mind you, this was a promise given to them from God. And I feel this is huge, man, because every single one of us, we all have promises, right? Yeah, absolutely. We have things that we're holding on to, um, things that God has spoken to us. And what I feel God wants us to do in this season is he wants us to grab a hold of those promises. Like to remain steadfast in what he has said. We've been talking a lot, even as a leadership, on what is God saying. And a lot of us have been hearing this continual thing, be still and And know. Be still and know that I am God. And I feel this is a huge word for us in this season because what that says to us is stillness precedes knowing. Like for us to know, we must learn to be still and to hear his voice. And that voice, that word, it becomes an anchor. Mm -hmm. And so... These people, they had, they had a promise given to them from God. And so you see that they're sent into the promised land to spy out, to see what it was like. And these 12 guys, they go into the promise, and for 40 days they scout the land. Meaning they're coming to give a report of the things they had seen. What, what, what were they looking for? Well, God had spoken to them that this would be a land flowing with milk and honey. Mm-hmm. That it would mm-hmm. be an abundant land. Like it would be essentially for them a dream come true. And so they go into the, the land, and they scout the land, and then they come back. And, and, and I want to read to you the report they gave because I feel it's important for us today. And this is found in Numbers 13, verse 31 through 33. Numbers 13, 31 through 33, if you want to go there. It said, but the men who had gone up said to them, we're not able to go up against the people, for they are too strong for us. So they gave out to the sons of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone in and spied it out is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great size. They're like the Nephilim. And, and watch this. This is huge. And we became like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so were we in their sight. So what happened, right? They, they go in to spy out the land, a land that had been given to them. That was their inheritance. It was theirs. Just like we have promises that God has given to us, they are, our, they are our promises. The things that God has spoken to you, they are ours. But the danger in, in, in us walking this thing out is that we begin to look at our promises and we begin to see the giants, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. These different things that are standing between us and our inheritance. And the danger that we face, and, and I think this is the word of the Lord for us today. The danger that we face is that that thing would become greater in our eyes than the promises of God. Mm. That we would miss the opportunity to see from heaven's perspective. So when Paul's speaking and he's saying, you need to be seated in the heavenly places and see from God's perspective, what does that mean? 
That means we have the opportunity to see things from the perspective that God sees them. Yeah, and I think there's two things that come out of this. One is perspective is everything. Yes. How you see something is going to be the your ability to walk it out. Yeah. So their perspective gets messed up. And also, who you surround yourself with. Like, yeah. look what's happening here. The report of a few affect many because they don't have the ability to see what God sees. Yes. Now, this is the same people where, that were facing the Red Sea and God parted it. Yeah. He parted it and he crushed yeah. an entire army with water. And yet they're looking and going, can God do it? Yeah. This was not just to them. At this point, this was like he said, this is not a theory of God. They knew this God. Yeah. This was not just the theory of God that was the God of Abraham and Isaac. This was now their personal God. Yeah. Yet the perspective of a few begin to affect everyone around yeah, them. Yeah. And that's so huge. And, and that's, you know, in this season, maybe it's super important that you check your circle, right? Oh, yeah. Like what kept the people of Israel out of Egypt was not, it was not the giants. It was their unbelief. Mm. It was the report of the 10 that had, did not have the ability to see. And so, yeah, it's interesting, right? 10 of them, they saw the giants and they said, hey, we can't go in. But there were two that remained faithful, right? Joshua and Caleb, they were able to see. And so you see in the scripture where, where Joshua goes up, Caleb, sorry, Caleb and Joshua go up and they go, hey, they try to silence the people. Joshua's like, hey, stop, we can we can accomplish this, meaning, hey, he had the belief, as you read that word can, means God gave them, he enabled them. Yeah. He gave them the strength, the supernatural strength to accomplish that. And so how does that translate into our lives today, man? Right now, I think a lot of our dreams, our visions, they're challenged, right? Mm -hmm. We're challenged. If, if you've started a business, if you had dreams, I know many of us, we had dreams for 2020. We sat down in the beginning of the year and we wrote down, hey, 2020 is the year of this or the year of that. And I think for a lot of us right now, that, that word of the Lord is being tested. Yeah. It's like we're standing in the midst of 2020 and we're seeing these giants, COVID, um, all of these things that are standing in front of us. And I think we have an opportunity now to rise up like Caleb and say, no, God can. Absolutely. It's not according to our own strength. That was the tragedy of this story, that, that, that the people, the 10, made it more about their ability than about God's ability to keep his promises. Mm -hmm. This has nothing to do with our ability. You know, how we're walking this out right now has much more to do with God's faithfulness than it has to do with our ability to make this happen. Yeah. So what does this mean for us right now? I, I think what it means for us is we have an opportunity to lean into God's faithfulness, mm -hmm. to not lose sight of the fact that God is good. He is. We're, we're, we may be on a stay-at-home mandate, and we don't know what two weeks hold from now, but this is what we do know. God is good. He is good. He's faithful, and his love, it endures forever. Absolutely. And so over and over, we, kept, we keep hearing as we spend time with the Lord, him saying this, my kingdom has not taken one step back. No. And if you are a part of his kingdom, which you are, if you are a son or a daughter, I don't care if you're 15, 14, or 70, his kingdom, you, we have not taken one step back. And so it's time for us to, 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 to take hold of inheritance, right? Mm -hmm. And to not be people who we walk into to the things that God has promised us. And all we see is through the eyes of unbelief. Yeah. And I felt that, you know, I, this week I really felt like the Lord was telling us we are not people of fear. We yeah. are people of faith. We're not a people of what ifs, what if this happens. We are people of I am. I know that I am a child of God. And if God has called us to do something, he is more than able yes. to equip us to yes. do that thing. Yes. So just walking that out, not what ifs. No, I am. I know that I am, that I am, that I yeah. am, that I am his son. Yeah. I am his daughter. And I am able because he is able and he has already done it. Yeah. And so, so seeing God, past, present, or future,
you know, seeing our lives, past, present, or future, without God at the center of it, mm. is living a lie. Yeah. It's, it's living a lie. Seeing any part of your life without, if you are a son or a daughter, seeing any part of your life, past, present, or future, without God at the center and in control of our lives, trusting that he's a good father, we're like, well, well, my story doesn't feel good right now. Well, then you know that the story's not done. Come on. Come because on. he has promised us that all things work together for the good of those who love him. And so, and so we may find ourselves in a part of the story right now where things don't feel good. No. What, can, what do we know? We know the story's not done. That's right. We know that unanswered prayers, things that we've been asking for, things that God has spoken to us and we've taken back to him in prayer, things that have gone unanswered, the only thing that's happening with those things is they're gaining interest in heaven. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that's happening right now. Those things are gaining interest in heaven. So you better know that when that thing is released upon you, whether it's financial blessing or it's your son or your daughter getting saved or it's you stepping into ministry, you better know that when it happens, it's going to happen in greater measure. Yeah. It's going to happen in greater measure than what you thought it was going to happen in. And that is our confidence that, that with God, nothing is wasted. No. And that we would hold on to those promises. And on that note, I love this. You know, you, we read this story how, how these men, they missed out, right? Joshua and Caleb, they missed out on the opportunity to step into the promise because of the unbelief of their circle. And what I love about this story is as you read the story of, of Joshua and Caleb, their, their ability to remain faithful and hold on oh, to his yeah. promises. Forty years wandering in a desert with these people who would constantly go back and forth. Sometimes they would worship the Lord. Sometimes they wouldn't. And God would rebuke them and all of these things. But you see 40 years pass and you see Joshua stand up. And I feel like what God is raising up right now is a Joshua generation. Yeah. A people that would refuse to live in a place that's not God's promise. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're going to hold on to his promises. But we know that we will be the people who step in. We talked about that last week. Joshua 6. We will step into everything that God has has yes, for us. Yes. We refuse to live on the outside, rounding mountains. We are going to step in. And so finally, it, it comes point for them to step in Joshua 6. And I, and I love this. I was reading this this week, and, and it blessed me how Joshua and Caleb, they led the people into the promise. And God used them to, to, to come into this place of promise. And when they walk in, Caleb, he asked Joshua, right, babe? He asked him. He goes, hey, I, I want you to, I want this land as my inheritance. And so he asked to go fight against this people group and, and to conquer that land for that land to become his, his inheritance. And what was that land? This is what spoke to me. That land which he asked Joshua to conquer and inherit was the very same land that they had used, that the very same land that the giants were living on. So, so watch this. The very thing, the very thing that had stopped them from entering into promise was the very thing that would become his inheritance. It would be the very thing that his promise would rest upon. Mm. And I feel that's prophetic for us today, man. For us as a body, that the very thing that stopped us in one season from entering into promise will be the very thing that we will have our inheritance upon. Yes. It will be the very thing that God will say, this will become the capital city of our inheritance. Oh, mm. it's good. It will become the capital city. That, that thing that caused fear will, be, will become the very thing that will open up the doors for us to step into promise. So no matter what area of your life you're looking at, just know that as we step into that, that one place that you, you have felt robbed from, that one place that you have felt like, like, I just don't know if I'll be able to step into that. That will be your place of inheritance. Yes, your place of victory. Your place of, yeah, it's so good. Your place of victory. And you have to trust God in that. You have to trust that, that he will lead you. Like we talked about last week, his word is a lamp into my feet, a light into my path. 
and he's leading you. He's guiding you. So maybe right now what, what we're looking at as a people is, is a repositioning, right? Yeah. It's a repositioning to see things from God's perspective. I think in my own life, we've talked about this, you know, there was a season in my life where I just didn't know that, like, my eyesight was going bad. <laughs> and so I would be driving, right? I would be driving, and, and without realizing, it's like I couldn't read things. Like, there were times where I couldn't read things, or I found myself straining. And then I, I went to an eye doctor, and he prescribed me glasses. And, and it's crazy, the, the change of perspective that happened when I adjusted my eyesight for what I needed. Yeah. And so I feel like we've been walking around as children, like sons and daughters, with this crazy perspective that's off. Like, did God bring COVID? Is God bringing judgment? That's, no. that's not the right question. No, it's not. The right question right now is, God, what are you saying to us? Yes. What are you speaking to us? And I think that's so good because we cannot be people of the world and people of the word. So we're not looking at this from a worldly standpoint. We're not looking at this going, oh, God is bringing his judgment to the world because there's sin. No, we're standing on his word, and this word says he's good. So anything that contradicts that, you need to throw it out. Either you're going to have faith or you're going to have fear. You are not going to have both. So you need to stand on what you're going to have right now. Yeah. And, and, and I love in this story because the Lord said, I'm sending you yeah. to a land full of milk and honey. Yeah. I'm sending you. He said, I'm giving it to you had he said that it meant that they were going to achieve it yep, yep. he's not going to give you a promise and then just dangle it over you and say oh it's not achievable no if he's giving that word to you he's giving you the ability to walk into that because yes. he is a good father yes, he, is. he is a good father yes. he's, his word says that if if you ask him for bread, he will not give you a stone. Yeah. And if you ask him for fish, he's not going to give you a snake. So if he's good to us, he's not punishing us no, right now. So that is just, that is a wrong mentality. And you need to change your perspective. Yeah. That is fear speaking. That yeah. is not faith. Yeah. And we know that in James, it says that we have faith because when our, 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 trials come it is tested in endurance we build faith and yes. faithfulness is one of the fruits of the spirit yes, it is. Yep. so if you feel that you are lacking faith just know that you can build that that is a fruit that can be developed in your life come on girl preach <laughs> it's it's so good so one of the vital kingdom principles we need to learn from this is whatever god promises he enables yes he enables what he promises what God promises, he enables, meaning if he spoke it to you, he has given you power through the Holy Spirit to enable you to step into that. He's not this God that's dangling this thing over you where he, he you know, he's promising you something and, and he, he, he enjoys watching you not succeed. He wants you to succeed. Just as much as you want your kids to succeed, he wants you to succeed. So what we need to learn right now is what he promises, he enables. Yes, he does. And it's not self-confidence. Listen, self-confidence ends in self. But God confidence, that's faith. Yes. It's trusting in his ability. And so in, in the story of Numbers 13, the, the big mistake was they took their eyes off of the milk and honey. Like if we could just keep our eyes on that which God, God promised us, then we would have no time to look at all the giants because the giants were not the issue again. It was their inability to keep their eyes on that which God spoke to them. Yes. So I don't know what that looks like for you right now, but I think a repositioning of what you're looking at. And I think, too, that if, if the word of God 
he says to, in the Old Testament several times to his people, be strong, be yeah. courageous, yeah. be brave. Yeah. If he's saying this in the Old Testament, this is before they have Holy Spirit. Yep. This is before they have yep. Jesus living in them. Yep. How much more can we be brave and strong knowing that we have Jesus living inside of us? We have his spirit. Yep. We can have that God confidence like he's talking about because we know in whom we trust. That's right. And so I just want to encourage you with that this, this day. Let's change our perspective. We cannot be more conscious of the devil's ability to attack us than of God's ability to keep us. Oh, so good. You hear me? We cannot be more conscious of the devil's ability to attack us than of God's ability to keep us. And we can't let those things that, that are put before us by the enemy or the world or what are our decisions to stop us from stepping into kingdom promise. Because Jesus has so much for you. And he is a God he wants to be found. Matthew 7, knock and you will find, seek and, you know, knock and it will be open, seek and you will find, ask and it will be given unto you. We, we, we serve this God who he wants to be found. Matthew 7, 7, he wants to be found. And so in this time, maybe you're like, I just don't even know where God, where God is leading me. I don't even know what my promised land looks like. Let's start with seeking him. Yeah, and I think that brings us back to John 15. Yeah. And that's, if you abide in me, I will abide in you. Yeah. And that is just, that's the cornerstone of this church. Yeah. And because if we feel it's so important, how are you going to sustain yourself if you don't know what the word of God is saying? That's right. If you don't know what his word says for you, you're going to look to the world and the world does not have the answer. He is the answer, but you only find that by abiding in That's him. Right. Yep. That intimacy, yep. you know, I, I think Bill Johnson's the one that says it, or Danny Silk, that says that if you break down intimacy, it's into me, you see. Yeah. And if you break that down, that's exactly what the word is. It's breaking it down to saying, into him you will see. That's right. Just spending time with him. And I guarantee you, if you spend a few minutes with him, it will lead to more. It will lead to more time. I know that for me yeah. personally, every time I go, I'm going to give God 30 minutes, ends up being 45. That's right. Because I don't want to leave that's from right. that place right. of intimacy with him. That's right. And so John 15, it gives us the recipe to, to produce lasting fruit. The, the byproduct of everything is what do you do? You produce lasting fruit. Yes. How do you do that? My wife said you remain in him. First thing, you remain in him. You remain in his word. His words remain in you. And the last thing is you remain in love. We remain in love with one another. And the Bible says, what does it look like to remain in love? It means to obey his commandments. Yeah. What was the greatest commandment given? To love God with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself. As yourself. And so we have an amazing opportunity right now, man. In the midst of the giants, in the midst of everything promised, we have an amazing opportunity to love God and to seek him, to love him, and to love our neighbor. To tangibly reach out to those across the, the road, across where we're at Walmart, to reach out no matter what's going on, to reach out and to love them. So I just want to encourage you. We have an amazing, we live in such an interesting time in history. Like something like this has never happened. And I just want to speak life over you and tell you, you are more than enough to, to make it through this time. Yes, you are. God has equipped you. You're more than enough. You are able with God partnering with him to accomplish exceedingly abundantly more than you can think, ask, or imagine. Yes. And I just want to remind you, he is faithful. He is. He is faithful. He is faithful and he, he will not let, leave you dry. He will not leave you dry and he walks with you. He makes ways where there seems to be no way. So I just want to encourage you today. We are people of promise. Yes, we are. You need to ask yourself, God, where are you leading me? 
Not, not, what, not, not, not be more conscious of what the devil's throwing at you, but God, what are you saying? Where are you leading me? Because I know that if I can grab a hold of that word, just one word. Listen, Peter walked on water. He, 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 the impossible became possible on one word. Jesus yes, said, come. come. On one word, he, the impossible became possible. So I just want to say one word from God is enough. It is. And so you keep your eyes on that word and you watch God do amazing things. And we're so excited about what God is doing in your home. We keep praying that the Holy Spirit would come into your home. Yes, then you rest there. That it would rest there and it would become a place, a habitation for his presence. And that your kids, your wife, you husband, all of you would experience God like never before. As we fix our eyes, you know, I was telling my wife as we end here, I was, I was walking into the house the other day. Me, Judah, and Selah, and we were bringing in some stuff, and Destiny walked in because I think she was carrying groceries, and Selah just kind of pointed up into the sky, and it was like, we just had, me, Selah, and Judah were just kind of looking up into the sky at the stars, man, and it was, it was amazing, like, all the stars in the sky, and she was saying some kind of gibberish, I don't know what she was saying, but it was, we were just caught up in this moment of just seeing God's beauty, like, all of this beauty around us, and I feel like this is a time of restoration, it may feel like there's chaos around us, but Joel 2.2 talks about the spirit being poured on all flesh. Before that, there's repentance and there's restoration that takes place. You need to read it. Joel 2.2, repentance, restoration, and his spirit being poured out. And I feel like God, as a nation, we're turning our hearts to him. So repentance, that's what repentance is, is turn away from, from wicked ways. And, and restoration is him restoring what was broken. And the biggest thing that needs to be restored is our relationship to him. Yes. That intimacy, peace. And so we were in that moment, and we were just standing outside, and I, and, I, and I thought to myself, man, we don't do this often. We often don't just sit in the moment and just be still and, and enjoy God. All the beauty of creation, everything, everything that he's done around us. And I feel that's part of what we're, we've been given back. And so I encourage you to just enjoy God in every moment. Allow him to speak to you. Live out John 15. Go through it and just underline, man. Remain in me. Remain in my words. Remain in love. And watch how he'll work in your life. He'll do it. He will. So, so we want to pray over you. We want to bless you today. So, so, so let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for everything that you're doing, God. I thank you that we have been called people of promise, God. I thank you that you're helping us to keep our eyes fixed on you and not on the problem. God, I thank you that you have given us the ability to live out John 15, to abide in you, God. You have given us the ability to live in kingdom purpose, Lord. And I just pray over every family right now. Me and my wife, we bless them in Jesus' name to live according to everything you have promised them, Lord. God, I thank you that your word said no weapon formed against them will prosper, Lord. And I thank you that greater is he that is in them than he that is in the world. Yes. So I speak over them right now that they would live in greater kingdom realities and greater kingdom truths than ever before. And Father, we bless them. We bless their finances. We bless their children. We bless their health, God. And God, I thank you for the opportunity to connect us together as a tribe. And Father, we can't wait till you bring us together again, but we're thankful for what you're doing now. And so bless this time. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. 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 We miss you guys so much. Very, very much. We look forward to gathering with you guys again. Stay connected with us on Facebook. If you guys need anything, we're here. Please reach out to us. Let us know if you're needing something. Also, put that snack down. You Come don't on. need another Come one. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I felt like we were going to have a church fast after oh this just to gosh. lose all the weight that we gained during Listen. this quarantine. Put the Oreos away. Put them away. We love you guys. We'll see you guys soon. Can't Bye. wait to see you guys again. Bye.